Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello there and welcome to another episode. This time we, I am talking to Claire Chetty. Um, we're talking about going from conflict to connection in five easy steps. Claire's own journey of pursuing a strong, close-knit and deeply connected family is what brought her to parent coaching in the first place. Using her experiences as a mum of four, her work for over 10 years at a college health and counselling centre and her parenting certification has enabled Claire to help mums and couples to feel more in control and connected to their kids, helping them create the family culture they truly desire. And this is carried out by using a strength-based positive psychology and parenting model in her work to help parents. So Claire, I am so thrilled to have you here. Um, I, as I said to you earlier, I was just going over our sort of um, pre-recorded notes and there's so much here that our parents need to hear about. So thank you very much indeed for, um, well, for agreeing to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here and be able to talk with you and your listeners. So thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I think the thing is, is that for... Um, any parent of a teenager, or I, I guess now we sort of that is that that's sort of, we call them teens and tweens, those young children who are sort of just about to embark on um, on sort of the adolescent years. Parents are no strangers to conflict, are they? And I, I think Mm-mm. the problem is is that many of us don't really know where to start when our little angels um, sort of suddenly take on a, a, a totally new lease of life. So. Mm-hmm, um, you, mm-hmm. you, you have obviously you've been a sort of parenting coach for many years. So tell mm-hmm. me sort of what your experiences are um, and, and how you've supported parents. So uh, just to clarify, experiences with the people I've worked with or my own experiences with my kids? Both, or, both, or both, I guess, because okay. both, yeah. both are, are really, it is really relevant, isn't it? I think, as we mm-hmm. said, that, that's what I think yeah. is just both to being parent coaches <laughs> is that we've been in the trenches. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, okay. So I, as far as the, the parents and the moms that I work with, uh, they are really wanting to have something different with their kids than, from what they're experiencing. Um, and they're really struggling with the just connection. They're struggling with just the the power struggles um, yeah. and going you know head to head with their teens. And um, this process that I talk about actually can work for little ones all the way up through teenagers. It actually can work with any relationship really that you have because it's about the relationship, right? And so really what it comes down to is these moms really want to have a relationship with their kids and they're just not able to get to that place where they're feeling like they are. 
that's our problem as um as as parents isn't it there's no one's actually mm-hmm. taught us how to do it and mm-hmm. um it's sometimes you know so we have very one hopes sort of quite amenable children to begin with and then we are encouraging them to have their independence we're encouraging them to sort of think for themselves and yet sometimes it's sort of they if they're sort of not thinking along the same lines as us that's where mm-hmm. the conflict starts that's sort of you mm-hmm. know that's where we we sort of start having problems Absolutely. And I love what you just said, because it's like, they're not thinking the same along the same lines as us, right? And I think that is a very big piece of what we as parents often are missing. We're not considering the fact that we are part of this. We often would be like, our teenagers, they're being so disrespectful, and they're just combative, and they just won't listen, and that sort of thing. But we're not really paying attention to the other side, which is us also so uh, how well are we listening how well are we really being respectful and 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 so really and it's kind of a hard pill to swallow at first like what do you mean if you know (laughs) but that's really when i've created this cares process it literally is um and that's the five-step process you're talking about when i say cares that's what i'm talking about and it really is about the first part of the that process is figuring out where are we at and what is going on for us so that we can actually approach them and what's going on for them. So it's kind of the first step of that. But. And, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is that when when um, sort of parents come to me, it's sort of very much, well, sort my child out. So, sort of, you know, they're, they're not doing mm. it right or they're, you know, they're always, they're always picking a fight or they're not doing as I want them to do. And mm-hmm. I think what parents <clears throat> are not used to is actually, as you were sort of saying, it, it's now an equation. It's not a one-way street any longer. And so mm-hmm. it's, we need to be able to adapt, which actually is not, how our childhood was so um you know Mm-mm. i come from i come from the stable of children should be seen and not heard so that's mm-hmm. how we were brought up so suddenly realizing that actually we need to um look at ourselves as and and possibly change uh, well definitely change actually as mm-hmm. as opposed to making our you know children fix our our own ideals is is it's a learning process for the parents isn't it Mm-hmm. It is. And it, it's a hard, and yes, it is. And I think that what you just said is that often we come to parenting, you know, oh, this, I'm going to be, I'm not going to do what my mom did or what my dad did. And this is how I'm going to parent. But then we come in there and how many of us have actually said, oh my gosh, that's what my mother used to say, <laughs> right? Or or like, oh, okay. I always said I wouldn't do that. Right. And, and so a lot of it, it, it is just ingrained is what we know. Uh, And so in order to really change um, how we're parenting, we have to kind of know what it is we want to be doing and what we want it to look like. And so that's part of that first part. But um, how does that help moms or dads of teens right now, Um, you know, when you're in the thick of it? So I like to try to describe it as a tug of war with a rope. You know, so if say you're having a conflict with your teenager and they've got this end of the rope and you've got this end of the rope, and it's essentially that's a power struggle. Totally. And the definition of the power struggle is a fight for control. Right. Got so you. the key the key word here is control. So so basically when you're in this kind of power struggle, one or the other is gonna win. Someone is fighting for control. And so in order the first step, it really in any conflict, whether you're dealing with a two-year-old or or 12 or you know 18 whatever is you you need to put down your end of the rope 
If you don't, if you're not pulling, they don't have anything. You know what I mean? So this is not about permissive parenting. I really always want to say it's like this is not about like oh you let your teen have whatever they want. It's about how do you get to connection so that you can seek a resolution in that place rather than the place of a power struggle and control because someone's going to win, right? And then either mom or dad's going to win or the kid's going to win. And, and it's no, oh, one is always, it doesn't feel so good. But it's that's just about a real, control. That's a real battle of wills, isn't it? Is, is sort mm-hmm. of, you know, because when you sort of say about that tug of war, it is a struggle and it is a sort of, and, and we are each looking to see who, who's, the strongest and who's going to win to so mm-hmm. to actually acknowledge that by putting down that rope it actually removes the fight altogether it does i mean it stops it right but but what needs to be settled has is there's still a situation that needs to be handled but you're going to be handling it from a different place rather than the place of fight for control and here's the thing you can have this control and fight 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 and nobody win but that's full disconnection like that you no one feels good and you really haven't resolved the situation maybe you all go to your different corners and you just stop speaking for a while it's that's not resolution right so really if you have this visual and just putting down your end of the rope and that's the beginning like you're just kind of like okay i'm you know i'm gonna do and then it there's that process from a different place versus so it really isn't about relinquishing what the needs are but it really is about putting it down and like let's take a step back and and go through this and get to a different place to to solve this problem that we're in right now so your yeah yeah no that makes sense yeah 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 okay so so your five-step process the cares process do you call it the cares process Mm -hmm. or the cares system and that's c-a-r-e-s is that correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and is the c does that stand for control the c actually stands for catch yourself oh cool and that's where you're dropping the rope i guess exactly this is exactly right. Catch it. You're like, you're catching yourself. Like, okay, I'm in a power struggle. I'm fighting for control. What's going on for me? Basically, it's just catching yourself. Stop. Just stop. Whether you're mid-yell, maybe you're stomping your feet, or maybe you're, you're saying things you wouldn't normally say. Because we're triggered. We're, we're in what's called like the full red zone. We're offline, right? We're angry or we're, we're frustrated or whatever, the, whatever that emotion is. And whatever you're doing in that moment to fight for that control, just stop. It's literally, and oftentimes people will say, well, how do you even do that? It's just like, and then really call it out. You can call it out. Like, I'm really mad right now. I'm really frustrated right now. I'm so annoyed right now. Whatever the case may be, um, you call, you just call it out. Just simply doing that gives you enough pause to, to even get back online, like your brain to get thinking again, to to stop breathing again, like, and that's putting down the rope. That's literally the first step. It's just catch yourself. You're in it. And, and so being able to put it down. Acknowledging that this doesn't have to be a battle. We can do it a different way, but I guess this change comes from the parents, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, that can be really hard for parents to do because parents will be like, well, my kid being so unruly, like, oh, my God, I have to accept this disrespect. No, 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 no. That's not at all the case. It really is like, but to begin the process, to get to a different place of doing that, you've got to stop where you're at and, and don't join that party anymore. I, I like to call it don't join that party. Like, let's put the rope down and like, get, let's not be in this party of this red zone. Like, ah. so. But that's a really brave step. Because mm-hmm. the initial thought of sort of putting the rope down 
could imply surrender could imply um, you know so so how do we move past that to get our children to sort of realize that as you're saying i'm not coming to this party any longer this isn't i'm not going to be party to this um mm-hmm. i want to do it dis- i don't want to i want to connect rather than have this conflict the whole time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what happens right. next then you've, you've done the catch it you've done the call it out you know just actually say it how it is so yes. how, how do we move on from that Right. So we're calling it out. We're, we're stopping. We're catching ourselves. We're stopping and we're calling it out. Right. And then, you know, creating the space. So that might mean like taking a step back. That's the, that's the third part of the C. Every letter has three actual steps to oh, it. Cool. You know, but so it's kind of, you know, so you have the C-A-R-E-S, but then in that there's three very distinct steps to follow through. And so the, 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 the third part of that C is to create space. So sometimes it might just be like, taking a deep breath. Right. I mean, so there's that breath work that gets our brain thinking again, getting that oxygen going, because oftentimes we're like holding our breath, we're angry. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, or it might even be like, I need to take five minutes. I'm going to go in the other room. I'll be back. <laughs> if you need to create that space to give yourself that pause, if you have to, um, to be able to get to the next step, which would be the letter A is assessing. Okay. And so really, so once you start, the, the nice thing about cal- catching yourself and you calm down, you get into the A, you now are able to think, you're starting to be able to think. So part of that getting out of the C is getting yourself back into a place of thinking clearly again. When we're triggered and we're angry, we literally are not thinking clearly. We are reacting and we're upset and we're saying things we wouldn't normally say and our kids are saying something back and we're all, you know, what I call that red zone party. Yeah. Getting into the A, you know you're getting into the A when you're able to start thinking clearly, like, okay, what's going on? I'm really mad. What am I mad about? What is it that I need? What is my agenda? Like you, you, you can really start thinking like, what, what problem am I trying to solve here? Like now you're starting to think, right? Yeah. And so that's the assessment. So the first part of assessing is assessing yourself. What is it I need? What is my agenda? Why am I so angry? You know, what you're really kind of like thinking about yourself here. Um, the second part of A is really about the second part of A is assessing them. So you're beginning to separate you from them because you're two people pulling the rope here. They've, they've got a different agenda. They've got a different need. They've got a different thought process going on right now. What is their emotion? What is their experience? What is it they might mean? What are they after? It's not about to say they're right. You're going to give it to them. It's just really getting clear. Um, um, where my, what my experience is right now and what's their experience right now and just, and just kind of assessing it. So it's really sort of finding out what each other's motivations are for this conflict, mm-hmm. whether right. or not it's breaking a curfew or whether or not it's just not doing chores or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I guess each of us has our own reasonings and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, reasons for doing what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. our own filters, our own beliefs and sort of stuff like that. So, right, right. yeah, so it, I, I guess, and I think that's what often happens, isn't it? When we're in conflict, we are at loggerheads. So we are talking over one another because we want, we believe that what we're doing is right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, ergo, yep. the rest of them are wrong. Right. And here's the thing. There's a third part of the A, which is assessing the situation. There is a situation so so when we're in that 
up here that everything's all in together. And like you said, we're talking over each other. We're not clear on what's what and who's who and what's, you know, this. So really the assessing part is like, okay, this is mine. I'm angry. I'm angry that curfew was broken and I feel disrespected and I don't like the way they're talking to me. And, you know, this is you, my agenda is I want them to be able to be safe. You know, all of those things, right? They're they're clearly, they're upset and they're mad at me. They're saying these things. So you're really kind of separating where you end and where they begin. Again, I always say throughout this process, this is not about relinquishing control and giving them whatever they want. It's just about getting clear so that you can actually deal with the third part, which is the situation at hand. We have a situation here. They broke curfew. We're going to use that example, right? They broke curfew. That's a, that's a fact. That's a situation. But how we're going to approach it is going to be is going to make, what's going to make the difference. Um, and so when we're doing that CA part, it really is a place of getting calm and getting clear on what's happening for me, what's happening for them, and what is the situation at hand. I'm going to say that parents will say to me, well, shoot, that's a lot of work. It's yeah. <laughs> no time for that, say, right? And, and, and thinking, yeah. uh, thinking on the hoof and doing, you know, in the spur mm-hmm. of the moment when when all you want is just peace and quiet, when all you want is for them just to mm-hmm. just do as they're told and, and let's be done right. with it. To, right. to actually try and unpack this on, yes. on the fly is, is hard work, surely. It is at first. That's why I always want to say, like, it's, it, you know, when they go, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work, you know, that, but when you practice it, it becomes your new default, first of all. It okay. is work at first when you're changing your thought process of how to do this, number one. And number two, yes, it does take time to create that connected relationship. It really does. But the more you do it, both you and they learn this is how this is done. And so that when we go through the rest of it, you'll, you'll be able to see the first two are actually the hardest part because it's really about you, yeah. right? And, and so you're separating out how, what part am I playing this and really identifying what is going on with me and what is it I need? But maybe, maybe your need might be like, have you even taken a breath lately? When was the last time you ate? Oh, are you sleeping? Are you taking care of yourself? There's a big proponent of self-care in here that gives us the bandwidth to handle all the pushback that naturally happens, right? So there's that, then there's all that. But I guess I want to circle back to, it does take time, but do you want to spend your time in conflict constantly? Or do you want to spend your time getting to connection? You're going to spend your time doing one or the other. That's it. Well, exactly. And yeah. and I guess it's just being able to be even, and, and I think that's where the catch it is, is, you know, catch this, catch it comes mm-hmm. in so, so beautifully because it's just put the brakes on, just give yourself, Stop. even if mm-hmm. it's, two, you know, sort of two or three seconds, just to actually, it's that pattern interrupt, isn't it? It's breaking mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. cycle of needing to be top dog, needing to be the boss, needing to do the my house, my rules, and actually mm-hmm. realizing that this isn't working. This ain't the way that it should be. That you know, so it's I, and it is, it's actually Claire being the grown-up, isn't it? It's yeah. just admitting that there are, you know, maybe you can have a different way of looking at it to see the bigger picture. Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. And so it's, it's the first two steps are actually the hardest to, um, to do. But initially, initially. 
Right. Yeah. But then the more you do it, the more you can identify move the step pretty quickly. So, and then the CA, you know, once you're starting to assess and you start seeing what's mine and what's there in the situation at hand, you're actually getting to a place where you, you now can make a different choice. You can make a different choice of, in the letter R would be remembering the relationship. This is where you'd be like, okay, this is what's going on for me. I something going on for them. I don't exactly know what's going on for them yet, but this is what I think might be going on for them. And we have a curfew issue. But right now, instead of doing this tug of war, I'm going to choose to remember the relationship because I want to be in relationship with them. And so basically what that means is that the, what I love about the cares is the R is literally in the middle. You have the CA and then the ES. The R is literally the glue that is the relationship. And if it's that point, it flips the CA is about me to being about we. And it allows you to remember the relationship, let's them do this together and figure out what's going on and how do we create a resolution. So the letter R is a really powerful choice that you now make to remember the relationship, choose the relationship over being right, right now. I add the, I add the right now because you might be right. <laughs> Yes, you're gonna no, indeed. indeed. Right? You're quite right. Yeah. But that's not what's important right now. What you, what's important is you're choosing a relationship. Now you're going to choose a, and they're going to release the need to be in control, right? And then the, I'm drawing one. Okay, yeah. And then you're going to respond versus react. You're going to respond to your child or your team versus react to them. But I, I think that's really a big step. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I mean, I thought that how lovely to go from me to we. But mm. I, I think the thing is, is that this is a this is a, a natural progression of, of parenting because you know children are turning into young adults and they do need to um, exert their own authority to find their own independence and these mm. conflicts are going to happen at home because dare I say it, it's the safest place for them to mm. learn and to get it wrong and to mess up. Um, and, and indeed, that's, that's what they do. That's what, you know, teenagers do do. But to actually realize that, actually, come on, mum, come on, dad, whoever, it's not about me. It's actually mm. about moving forward as a family or as a, you know, in the relationship. And that's, that's a really big stabilizer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And again, I will say all the way through this is again, not about relinquishing control. I mean, like, uh, uh, um, like letting them have whatever they want. Yeah, it really is about how do we want to engage with them. And, and so that would be the letter. Oh, once you make that choice, remember the relationship, it really moved pretty quickly into the letter E, which is engage with your child. And so once you remember the relationship, that's the choice. I'm going to remember them. I'm going to choose the relationship over being right. I'm going to respond versus react. Now I'm going to engage with them. And that's the letter E. So choosing the relationship. We're going to move into E, which is engaging with your child. Okay. We're going to empathize with them because they are having their own experience. We want to explore their experience, what's going on for them. What what were they thinking? So I was sharing with you an experience that I have with my own teenager where they had done a curfew issue. And so instead of coming at them like, what were you thinking and why would you do that? And grabbing them my way, my my questions were, 
what experience were you after? Like, what what made you think that would be a good idea? Like, why, basically, wanting to get from her, like, what experience did she want by staying out so late? You know, like, and then, and so, really, what came out of that, she was explaining to me, she's like, oh, you know, I'm feeling independent, and I'm just, you know, she was six, 17, and so she was like, she started sharing with me how she's really ready to be independent and be on her own and and just had that conversation with her and while i mean meanwhile all the trigger bells are going off inside of me because i'm concerned for her safety but being able to empathize like yeah i get that i get you're ready to go and you're ready to get off to college and be your own person however at the same time when i think back about my needs whatnot my my need for you is to be safe and can you see that wasn't a great idea, that that was actually a really unsafe thing to do? And, and because I listened to her and her experience, and I gave her permission to explore that with me, at that point, they're more willing to listen to you. So the, the E is a really big part of like allowing them to explain and examine and explore what's going on for them. What were they after? And I think... The value of that, the beauty of that is um, it's getting them to understand more critical thinking, but it's also providing a platform for them so that um, they can actually feel heard. Because when we're doing this tug of war, when we're doing this shouting, when we're doing this conflict, actually neither of us are even listening to one another. We just want to get our own opinion across. So the beauty of the E to engage and explore and to get them to explain an earth's going on in their heads and what their reasoning is just allows us to respect one another, I think, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, and sometimes, not necessarily in this particular situation that I share, but I was able to understand where she was coming from. And from there, I get it. I was 17 once. I wanted my independence, right? And try to see it from their point of view. Yeah. Again, it's not saying, okay, that's okay. You can, th- you can do that again. If that's where the letter S comes in. And we start, this is where we can start seeking resolution because now we're kind of seeing eye to eye, kind of on the same page. You know, we may not be fully agreeing with what, you know, but they're more likely to see where we're coming from. And we are more likely to go, oh, I, I, I get that. I can see why you would do that. doesn't make it right. The situation, right? That Now we're back to the situation in the letter S and now we're seeking resolution about that situation. Okay, well, here's the deal. Like, I get it. And what this is, this is what I need to know you're safe. And I need to know you're going to be home by midnight, right? And you want freedom and you want more independence. So how do we get, how do we do that? You know? Um, And so that's that seeking resolution. And because you're listening to them and you're engaging with them, they are more likely, they're more likely to, to work with you in seeking that resolution. You know, so she might say, she might say, well, can I, can I extend my curfew a half an hour? Right. And then we can, that can be the conversation. Now it's really important that we are clear. This is where the coaching and that kind of stuff comes in. Like what the boundaries are. Are we parenting from fear? Like there's all kinds of conversation that can be had as a parent. Like what's going on for me? 
And is it, you know, is that reasonable? But again, that's a whole separate aspect of coaching. But in the seeking resolution, this is where you can kind of go, okay, well, can I be flexible with that? And or that in the seeking resolution, there can be a, a new boundary that's put into place because they're now teenagers and you're releasing a little bit more, you know, independence for them. So seeking resolution is really a time to sit down and maybe collaborate with your child to get them to to get those it's like we're going back to control which I'm not but is to um to get them to um yeah for, to, to 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 open that conversation up is it to have the conversation yeah. it's the conversation and so basically you're stating your need they're stating their need what they want you're stating what you want and how do you come to uh you know and that's where boundaries come in. like there, there could be some firm boundaries you have like yeah no you're not staying out to 1 a.m i'm sorry that's just not gonna happen but they're more likely in that place to just be like okay because they they want to be heard and understood and validated all kids all humans want yeah. you know we want to be heard right yeah we want them to hear us and listen to us, but they want us to hear them too. And so if we're hearing them and validating, like, I get that. However, I can't, I'm sorry, I, you know, being out to one is not an option. Is there something else we can do to help get your needs met? You know, and some of those things, and also the other part of us is stating, stating option versus orders, oh, okay. you know. So we're stating options. Well, hey, how about this? And as opposed to you will be home and and you you, know, you will do this or you won't do that. That's an order. Yeah. That's for, especially for teenagers. They're walking and going like what, and then you back into a conflict where you can state state like options. Like hey, well, how about how about this? What are some ideas you have? They come up with some pretty incredible ideas if you open up the opportunity for them to say what some thoughts they have they you know sometimes they're like oh i never thought of that that's actually a really good idea you know yeah. and there's that cohesiveness but that's the thing isn't it it's having that two-way conversation because it's not something that we are used to um when you know when when our kids are growing up because we are slightly more dictatorial um mm-hmm. you know and we it is the sort of mum knows best type thing but when, when our kids start getting their um, their own opinions, we have to make room for those. We have to allow and, and bring them into the conversations. Yes, absolutely. We really do. And, you know, and, and again, the more we do this process, we can do this process in, in the moment. But if, the, if, you, this is, if you have this vision of this is how you want your relationship to be, then the easier it gets because they're, they're, they see, they start to trust that you're working with them and that you're listening, right? So the, it, it, the more you do this, the more time you're going to spend in RES, and it does get easier. Because really, CA ends up becoming about conscious awareness, what our triggers are, like what, you know, we, we get to know more and more like when we're getting to that place of getting triggered or getting angry or you know um and so it is a process that for me by it gets easier um and so for a great example I've, I've been this is literally what i've been doing with my kids since they were they were my 22 year old was five this process was started for me because there was a day when he was five that i got i was finding myself so much anger all the time. I'm like, what, you know? And then there's one day in particular, I was angry and he looked at me and I'm like, oh no, I'm not doing this. 
right? I, I can't have this angry house, household. So I literally started with catching myself when I was angry. And so it really works. And this, this process is, um, is really amazing because now my kids are adults, young adults, and the relationship, even though the launch, two of them are fully launched, right? The relationship is still it's, it's, it's very uh, connected and deep because of this RES especially and having those conversations with them. But the whole point about this is that you are changing yourself, you are changing your attitude, you are um, growing as an individual, but you are also a fantastic role model. You are modeling the behavior that you want to see, which is inadvertently teaching your child this is the this better way to operate, isn't it? This is the better way to behave because you're going to get better results. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I could go on and on about experiences. I mean, just recently I had another one where it's just like I caught myself. So this doesn't mean that you never get angry. It doesn't mean that everything's happiness and rainbows and unicorns, right? You're going to get triggered. You're going, you know what I mean? But it happens less and less because you're catching yourself and you're able to assess quicker. It really does decrease the amount of anger and chaos at home because you're doing this process quicker. So for an example, just a couple few weeks ago, one of my kids said something and I knew right away I was triggered. And so I'm like, okay. I caught it. Like before I was like, ah, you know, I caught it. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm triggered. So I'm going to go and I, I got to figure this out and, and we'll talk about this later. So you actually explain to your child, you just say exactly how it is. Oh, I said it out loud. You can say it out loud. Like you can, you know, and, and she's like, okay, <laughs> you know, but we've been doing this for so long. She kind of knows okay. that, you know, and I, I know what's mine. I know what my trigger is and I know what I'm worried about and whatnot. But now I'm choosing to be in a relationship with her and, and we have a conversation. You know what I mean? And then we can get to that place of S very quickly. Wow. This is gold. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so, it's actually being the leader in, 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 in not only the conversation, but in your family as well, isn't it? And it's, it, it's just showing your children a different way of operating. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? It, it's beautiful. I love it. I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm passionate about it because I know I see it. I see it work all the time. And so, and then when I share it with the parents that I work with, they start to work and use it. And it's, it's just, it's just really, um, it seems, it seems hard at first, but it's, it's really very, I don't want to say simple, but it's, it's, clear you know the more you do it it gets it gets to be your new default and it's pretty amazing yeah and it is it's a bit like it is practice and makes nearly perfect i mean i'm not going to you know we can't guarantee perfection and nor should we um but it's a bit like being the concert pianist isn't it you have to practice you have to do your scales and eventually it becomes second nature and then the kids get it as well and when they realize that you know, you've got their back and you're not intentionally being antagonistic. And, it, you know, it's, it's we, we don't, because I think to begin with, it is that battle of wills. It is that struggle for turf. And actually, we it doesn't have to feel like that any longer. No. Yeah. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes they're actually the one that's right. And then we get to learn something there, right? I mean... It, it is so it's really it's really you learn so much also about yourself yeah right and then you learn so much about them in this process like ah, wow that you know 
it's really pretty amazing too because you realize how you know how much they feel about certain things and you know what they might be really pat you know it's just it's just all all in all it's just amazing learning opportunity for everybody around right yeah, and I think that's and I think that's what us, us parents have to realise is the fact that we don't know it all, and to be to to even admit that we are open to learning and we are open to being wrong has got to be beneficial for the going from me to we, hasn't it? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Thank you, my love, so much for this. And listen, oh. I know you've got you've got a goodie for for the listeners, haven't you? See that. You've got a, um, a, an infographic or, or yes. something. Tell us about that. I do. It's, a, it's a, a really cool. I don't know if it's backwards or not, but it's a, it's a beautiful yes. infographic that really kind of lays out the process for you. Um, and if anybody wants this, they can just email me uh, directly. Well, I, mean, I, shall, I shall put the um, I'll put the details in the show notes. So is it just using your email? Brilliant. Just shoot me an email of that, and um, and I can I'll send that off their way. And and if um, they wanted to have more information, I do have a, a a group that they can join for free, and that I talk about the care process in, and it would be lovely. So that's awesome. Well, I should put I, I should put all those details in the show notes because this this is a particular podcast is especially people are walking the dog or driving. Um, they will be oh my goodness, I don't have anywhere to write this down, so they can they, they can send send you an email so that they can get all this information on one sort of beautiful diagram, which probably deserves to be sitting on the fridge or something. I think. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just want to offer one last thing too for parents. Uh, and, you know, is is to be gentle with yourself. You know, this is a process. Uh, and if you haven't been doing this, and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's too late. It's literally never too late to change that pattern. It really isn't, and it's not about perfection. Is you know what I mean? And when we do blow it you already can remember the relationship and come back and say, you know what? I blew it. Let's talk about this. Right. There's that reparation. So I really, parents have so much guilt already. We do. We, we, we really do have enough on our plates, don't we? And, but I think when you just, just picking you up on that, um, to be able to admit that we're wrong, I think that is does no harm at all because it's it's sort of it's not if, and and so a lot of people parent you know I'm, I was just about to say it, it shows puts us on an equal footing as our kids and so some parents oh no I need to be the kingpin but I think once our kids realise that we are open to this conversation open to being sort of fallible. Um, it really does. It, it just opens up that conversation. It opens up, up for a better and stronger relationship, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, think about us as people ourselves. I mean, if I'm if, if I have two people in front of me and one person's willing to talk to me and work with me and the other person's ordering me, who am I going to be the one more likely to work with? It's the same thing, you know? Um, so it's really, if we can look at it that way, like work with them, I'll finish with this. There's a saying that I, I, I learned a long time ago, walk with our children, don't fight them. Say that again. Walk with our kids, don't fight them. 
Yeah. So yeah. when when you know we want to walk with them side by side, and and, and if we're fighting them, you know, we're, if we're walking with them, they're more likely to walk with us. And so it's just a, it's just really so. I've said that so many times myself. My kid did, got me upset or mad, and I'm mad at them, Uncle Claire. Walk with them right now. Yes. So it's just another mantra that you can say. Um, and so that's another visual for parents in the catching yourself part. Like, well, I'm going to walk right now. <laughs> so. And it's, it's being part of a team, isn't it, really? Just, just having that family and just having the, the same goal, which is a strong relationship with one another. Yeah, yeah. Claire, my love, thank you so much indeed. Uh, a wonderful episode. It's just awesome to be here with you. So thank you. I, it's it's you have packed this episode of really good information. So um, lots of takeaways for the listeners. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. And thank you for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times, and I believe that it takes a village to raise a child, and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes, and a good one, by the way, (laughs) because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.